Welcome to another episode of the Notes My Goats podcast. I am Brandon. And I'm Steve. How's it going, bud? Uh, well, it's September. Yeah. Football Holidays season is happened. here. Football's coming. Yeah. Like it starts on, well, college has already started. The Lions start on Friday. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. The Lions start on Thursday, but you're fine. Thursday. Yeah. So they're playing the Chiefs. I have high yeah. hopes that they're not going to be embarrassing. I don't think they're going to win, but not embarrassing. That's all I'm hoping for. Yeah. Um, I, I really want them to have the live line on this on the sideline this year, but they got told no. They did. I mean, yeah. No fun league went after him there. Yeah. MD MCDC wanted to go after it, man. He was he was having the uh the line on the field. No, but it's been good. Uh it's, it's uh football's back. Um we're past Labor Day, so like the 189 fucking degree thing days can just go away now. Cool yeah. with it. Um I am ever so close to not having to drive a bulldozer for like a month and a half again, which is nice. great. I've been doing that for like two months and yeah. And then you went sideways down a hill the other day, apparently dude, not fucking cool. That was not good. I, I mean, can imagine. They, they give you two hours for the training. I'm not bullshitting you two hours for the training. They say, get into this multi-million dollar piece of equipment Yeah. and go push coal on a slope. Yeah. And they say, you got the training. You can do it. There's no fuck. No. And they yeah. said, just don't fall off the back. Well, they didn't say don't fall off the side. Oh. That it when you're in a big ass bulldozer and all of a sudden you start to slide sideways. Yeah. Um, the amount of oh shit that comes out of there is very good <laughs> that you're in a room all by yourself. Cause yeah. if I had shit my pants, at least I know I could spray it out and be good to go. <laughs> so um, Steve, I do have to ask, how much were yes. you drinking at the time? <laughs> I was working. I was not drinking at the time. That's not what I asked. I didn't ask you. I know you were working. <laughs> I was somebody listens much- to this podcast that I work with. I am not. No, there is no. I had I had a, a nice bowl of cereal. I think I was eating cocoa puffs that day. Um, mm-hmm. and no, Lace I with. yes, it, yeah. I I can't. I cuckoo for something. I'm just telling you right now. Um, That's it fun. was it was not a fun experience doing that. Um, but it's been kind of a cool thing learning how to drive all this crazy heavy machinery and yeah. being able to be like a toddler, like grown ass man. But I get to yeah. do all this fun stuff. The other day, I did tell you that you need to bring that bulldozer home and snow plow my driveway. Be a it, long drive comes. home, man. But I would do it because I'm I'm thinking like old school, like like twisted metal or like heck yeah. Re- you wouldn't even have the, to you know. Oh, oh, it's a blizzard with twenty inches of snow. I'm going to work. I've got a bulldozer. Let's rock and roll. Yep, that's yep. I. We already said that if there's a if if there's any sort of like mutiny or like the world start the actual apocalypse, yeah, just jump in one of those things and just go. Yeah. It's not like they're gonna stop you, right? I, I mean, like I'm gonna need a pretty secure facility, so it kind of works out. But I would leave in a bulldozer go. because why not? Sure. I mean, the Devosses of Annals. Well, the Devosses don't live very far from where my plant is, so just go there knock go. on the door. Well, that's a perfect segue, Steve. Speaking it of a perfect the, segue, you heard of the yeah. Devosses and the Van Andals. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first. Let's. Steve, uh... <laughs> Steve is going to be attacking the Van Andals and the Devosses with a bulldozer. <laughs> I'm going to um, nicely knock on their front door with a million dollar piece of equipment. Yeah. As it's nicely. Does. I'll be nice about it. Yeah. If Why'd you, you can get the Dwight right Howard? amount of training to get the corner of that bulldozer to like ring the doorbell, I would be very <laughs> impressed. So would Betsy because I went to public school. Yeah. For, oh, mm, <laughs> all right. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I got it. I got it. That's good. That's, like a good, it. One. That's, good. Yeah, That's good, Steve. All right. All right, Steve. Well, you guys have heard his voice, but uh, Steve, who are we talking to? And then let's let that guy introduce what we're talking about. Yeah, let's let's let him do that because that's something we never thought would have happened. Um, Absolutely, this, this not. would have ever come. No, uh, guys, I'm we... very intrigued though because we all come from very different, similarish. We've got a similar background with it, but yet we're all in different spots now. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So it's well, gonna be crazy. It, it's. I mean, there's. I'm in the middle between both of you too, which is very interesting. Which is, I'm kind of in the middle between both of you, so it's kind of nice. Um. So. Today, guys, we're bringing back a guest. It's our first guest since shit June. He's our yeah. first guest of the of uh, the fall of 2023. We Absolutely. went guest solo for a while. We said we're bringing back somebody big. Uh, you know him from the Wheeler Walker Junior podcast. You know him from yeah. talking about Eminem. Uh, curtain call, right? Yeah, uh, curtain call. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we curtain. Yeah, he's been on the podcast a few different times. Um, uh, Nirvana. Nirvana. No, not Nirvana. No, no, no Nirvana. Nirvana. Uh, uh, AC, ACDC. AC back DC. In back in yeah. black. Yeah, he was very mad. He couldn't do Meg the Stallion. We didn't no, it was Metallica. It was Metallica. Oh, it was Inner yeah. Sandman. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Black Album. The Black Album. We're fucking going to figure it out. So, guys, we'll welcome back to the podcast, John Batchelder. Hey, from thanks Peach, so much Peach for Comedy Club. Thank you so much for, for having me out today, guys. Um, so, yeah, we are going to be talking today about um, uh, DC Talk, the, the great great i'll put that in quote uh christian band um so i i i grew up on uh in a christian household as as i think yeah, brandon did i don't know about, about yep, you, Steve. i did I, too yeah i assumed you you were just a heathen but that too. um but that being said I, I grew up in that environment right and and while i i certainly hold uh, nothing against that environment and and have a fondness for for that there there are certain aspects of, of growing up in that that i would say were uh cheesy uh let's call it that yeah. i you know I, I i i uh my my wife for instance did not really grow up in in that kind of in, environment right mm -hmm. so i mm -hmm. i have because i grew up in a very uh, religious household i and 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 know the bible like the back of my hand from that experience I am able to explain to her all manners of, of theology, anything in detail from from um, you know sanctification to to the the blood of Christ and the you know a, a, the creation stories and all anything in between, right? Mm -hmm. But in all of my theological wisdom, the one thing I can never come up with an exp explanation for is the band DC talk. Like I can't, you know, there's there's nothing that right because. Yeah, they defy explanation. They they just do. It's it's um you know it's it's three it's three guys, two white guys and a black guy, who sing pop songs about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, except that we all thought they were really cool and like rebellious because one of them was a rapper, you know. Uh, and, and it was also, the white guy. for some reason, yeah, not the black guy. So I don't, <laughs> I don't. It's like. Like make it make sense. I I, I don't know. I, I can't. But that being said, um, you know, I, I certainly I, I I say all that with with love because uh, you well, know, I'm as, gonna shit all over this band. Ri ridiculous as they are, you know, it it certainly holds some nostalgia value for me at the least. For sure. 
So um, uh, we are going to be listening or, or uh, reviewing um, the DC Talk album Jesus Freak, which was their not their their first album, I don't believe, but uh, certainly the one that kind of really put them on on the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so you're not you're not wrong. Um, so, and the funny thing is, is one yeah. of the guys is from Grand Rapids. Yes, uh, Kevin Kevin Max actually Kevin my Max. my mother went to high school with him. Well, kind of. She was a senior when he was a freshman but like it it counts um, hey, it, co- it counts yeah. it counts she yeah. was in the it's like it's like kevin bacon she's six degrees yeah. in kevin max she was yeah exactly you know <laughs> she was she was uh you know apparently dating the freshman i don't know i guess my mom was a milf i don't know um but uh, am i allowed There's to say things that? i could I, say I yo yo you could definitely say it. i mean we'll just, <laughs> say whatever just... you we did wheeler walker jr you can say whatever you want <laughs> that's fair that is that is fair Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to go from Wheeler Walker Jr. to DC Talk is a jump. I mean, I'm not sure. It's... I think he'd appreciate this um, 100%. But, yeah, who's um, that? Wheeler or? Yeah, Wheeler. Oh, okay. Not DC Talk. No, listen. If, I don't if think they... they're going to appreciate this at all. Especially uh, with the Frank Zappa Jesus background. That's amazing. But yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, no, I, I, here's the thing. I, I feel like if there's anybody that was an inspiration for Wheeler Walker Jr. It was DC Talk. Like the the similarities between the bands are. are very, I mean, yes. You know, you can't sure. miss them. So no, yeah. no, he's he's. I I want to see him do do the turn and, and do some CCM music. I think he can do it. He just turns it around <laughs> and goes go. up to the CCM and. Gets him some Dove Awards. Um, figures it out here. There you go. I feel like if if Wheeler Walker Jr. went into CCM, he would. Uh, it would be very similar to that that uh, South Park episode where where Cartman tries to, <laughs> Faith to do plus CCM one. music. <laughs> Faith plus one, right? Uh, what is that? I, I want to feel you inside of me, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I want to feel your salvation all over my face. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Oh my yeah. See, the funny so thing is, I... is, every time we do CCM music, I reference that South Park episode, mm. and Brandon still hasn't seen it yet. <sighs> um, he really needs Brandon. to just YouTube it and watch it because it's... um, I don't think he'll ever look at CCM music the same way. No, it's it's very difficult to to do yeah. so. Um, even even it's... when I even when I try to to listen to it now, just um, just regular CCM music, modern stuff, whatever. It's it's. Um, I, I can't do it for, for that reason, that, yeah. that episode. And the best part about that episode is that's actually the Napster episode, too, where they shit yeah. all over Lars. All over, yeah, Lars and, and Metallica. Metallica, sure. yeah, because it's the Napster yeah. episode. So they, they talk about streaming right. and everything else and how it's the worst thing ever. And then Cartman wants to go gold. So, so he gets a Christian band and he goes like <laughs> Mirror or Frankincense or something. So it's it's, fu- it's right. crazy, it's, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm Brandon, you have to watch the episode. It's, all right. One of their best one, ones. One of their better episodes, for sure. Yes. Okay. Um. So back on DC talks, Jesus freak. We're gonna need some Jesus, and well, we got the freak, so we got this going here for us. We're, hey, we're getting started, right? Um. So, uh, Christian rap rock group uh, yep. active from '87 to 2002, and then in 2017 and 2019, they um they came back together to do a couple of cruises. Um, yep. a CCM cruise. I'm not sure exactly how that looks, Bro, but I am. I I can't tell you how upset I am that I missed that. Honestly, like that. I I would even now, even 2023. I will I will go on a DC Talk cruise. Well, um, the thing is, is in 2019, you, you were still married, can. So... You still yeah. can. There are times when the Newsboys, who Michael Tate from DC Talk is now their lead singer. Sure, he'll bring in. Kevin Mack and you know Toby and Mack, Toby Mack and, they'll and, Kevin, Deuce, Kevin and they'll go on a cruise with him and they'll pull out Jesus Freak and some yep. stuff. 
Oh, oh they'll see, still, they still do it. So you can, you can do that. That. Mm-hmm. Listen. Do and of course, know, the, the, yeah. I'll... Do you know how many you know, um, lonely, um, like m- mothers my age who are like, uh, the, you know, they they grew up on that stuff and 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 they've they've been in church the the entire time and and now they're lonely and they they have like three or four kids at home and the husband doesn't pay any attention to them. And, you know, but, but they, they can't do anything because they, they go to church and, and all this stuff, but they get on that cruise, man. Yeah. And then it's time to let loose. And that's you got the that's, hair for it already. You get, you get, right. You right, exactly. raise their hands up and sing oceans by Hillsong. <laughs> and then John will reach his hands on up the and ocean. say, God told me to fuck you by Wheeler Walker. <laughs> right. Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Listen, I, you know, um, all, all I'm saying is, and I'm, I'm not saying it's right. But I am saying that uh, Brandon, Steve, do not let your wives go on these cruises alone. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Don't don't let it happen. However, we should all buy I'm, David Steve's a ticket. Yeah, no, he definitely he definitely we can needs. send Steve's down there. He could he could figure this out. Listen, there's there's nothing like good lonely Christian pussy. That's that's <laughs> just you just got to get past the cobwebs and the dust, <laughs> right? A little yeah, bit. Yeah, they they and the organ. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> dun, dun dun Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that not that organ. <laughs> oh, no, okay. <laughs> like <laughs> is that like a new contraceptive I didn't know about? Is that <laughs> you hear the SVU music and you're like <laughs> shit? Oh, I hear Steve's that. gonna punch you in the face. I hear that music every day anyway, Steve. It's all good. I'm, I'm not surprised. That's your ringtone. <laughs> so three members. Toby yeah. McKeon, who came became Toby Mac later on, uh, Michael Tate and Kevin Max, uh, all three members met at the Great Old Liberty University, a private Baptist school started by Jerry Falwell in Lynchburg, Virginia. Not the mm-hmm. cool Lynchburg, which is in Tennessee. This is like the dumb one in Virginia that Virginia. is Baptist Christians. Yeah. Um, I, I will I will stop you right there, Steve, and just say that for the record. I don't personally feel that any place with the word Lynch in the name is cool. Let me just be hundred well, percent. And considering some of the titles that. on these on this track, it's probably for the best. We don't go much further down that road. But, <laughs> um, so um, Tate and Toby Mac uh, started performing together after meeting at Chapel. While uh, Michael Tate was performing in Farwell's old time gospel music show. Woo. He picked the black guy to be in his old time gospel music hour for some odd reason. Um, can I can I just state on the record that I would have to assume that Michael Tate was the only guy at Liberty, only black guy at Liberty University at that time. That's the only thing I can because I see, I didn't even know they they uh, allowed people of color uh, until like the the nineties. I thought, but yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would say he, mid mid to late eighties. That's that's a okay. He is sell. definitely like one of the whitest black guys there is in crunch in Christian music. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He's like Darius. He's the Darius Rucker of Christian music. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <That's, laughs> Lord, uh, <laughs> that caught he's behind you. Guard. <laughs> right. I, that's good. I have a way of doing that. Yeah. So now Kevin Max actually was asked to join them after he. He performed a rock version of the song Lord on High by the Imperials. I don't know that song, yeah, but it was a, probably an 80s hit. And he 
put a rock version of it out, and they were just yeah. like, we gotta have that guy. The Tomlin um, of the '80s, probably. And the Imperials were a '60s band, weren't they? So yes, I, they I were a '60s yeah, band. Okay. So the trio moved in together uh, and started recording shortly after, just kind of coming to, to figure this out. Um, it happened in like 86, 87. Uh, they have five studio albums, one live album, 23 singles. Originally, they actually were doing just hip hop uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. It was only hip hop um, for their first two albums. They started transitioning more to uh, rock by album three in the last two, which is this, this is album number four, actually, were more of a pop rock vibe. Um, in the mid or uh, early to mid nineties, they started to kind of feel the, as most CCM music does that like grunge and alternative rock were becoming bigger out of the hip hop range. Hip hop was coming to hip hop for them. So I think they decided to get over to where it was popular at the time, which happens mm-hmm. a lot of CCM music. Um, they have six Grammy nominations and actually have four wins. Um, oh. so they've won four Grammys, uh, 21 Dove award nominations. They've won 16 times. Uh, in 2002, the band was named the most popular overtly Christian band of all time by the Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music magazine. Yeah, I, that's I believe thing. it. I know the most I overtly it. Christian yeah. band of all time. Uh, they did go on hiatus in 2002. Each band member kind of went their own separate direction. Toby yeah. Mac went on to release nine studio albums, won three more Grammys, and sold has has sold well over 10 million albums. Yeah. Michael Tate did some stuff with his own band, which is just called Tate, um, before uh, joining the Newsboys as releasing her in 2009, um, releasing a total of nine studio albums as well. Kevin Max. And then Kevin went, Max is like probably still alive somewhere. He's alive. Oh, yeah. yeah, he went solo for a bit. <laughs> he started and ended the band Audio Adrenaline for a few years. He was the lead singer of that band, and then he went back solo. He's actually released twelve studio albums. Nobody just knows. He hasn't right. won any awards or anything. He just couldn't count that dude. That's. I mean, yeah, I mean hey, God, he's, putting out, he's, he's making money and touring apparently. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He's not he's he's not Michael Tate or Toby Mac though. Unfortunately, he, he no. got the short end of the stick on that one. Um, how many Spotify no. listeners do you think DC Talk pulls oh, on a monthly basis right now? It's in the thousands. I'll give you guys that. Okay, all right. Is I'm it- gonna say if it's you saying thousands, so not tens of thousands. I would say probably it's got to be close to tens of thousands. I'm gonna say eighty five hundred. Uh. Uh. That's that was a lot lower than what I thought you were gonna say. Um, and now I don't know what to do. Um, mm. Well, you said it. You said thousands. Not t- thousands. thousands. I didn't say. I didn't say. It's I, not tens of thousands. I I would I would go but higher. He, but when he says thousands, I mean I go anywhere from, you know, one thousand to, you know, one hundred. Uh, you know, nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Well, then you can guess then, again. Then I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna go 15,000. No, 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 no. We're gonna no, we're gonna start this over now, Steve. I need you to be perfectly clear. When you say thousands, do you mean tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or thousands? Yes. This is <laughs> this is BS. This I'm gonna is, go five hundred thousand right in the middle. I don't I don't know why I'm refer, refraining from cursing now because I already Yeah, what the hell? We already talked about all kinds of yeah, Christian, right. of, of Christians. Anyway, I'm gonna go five hundred thousand. Right. Okay. All right. I'm going to say 750,000. Oh, you both are way high. But you were also way low in your first guess. So. <laughs> All right. Where, where are we at? 200, 237,000. That's okay. That, okay. that makes sense. Quarter, just about a quarter of a million. 
Yeah. Right. Um, and that was as of this, this morning. So and, not now, bad. And, and all of that is probably people who listen to like newsboys and then get like a taste of Jesus freak. And then it goes back to. Something. Yeah. Like they that's right. on like repeat somewhere. They get some yeah. other. Um, it's going to end up on some of my feeds. Kind of a, some, some yeah. Album a lot, uh, uh, yeah. Well, you can blame John for your Spotify. Uh, it's all right. I'll just not how, listen to it for a while. I don't I even know. Say, how do you guys save your algorithms? Uh, you know, redeem your al- algorithms, I guess, because the way you do this podcast, I can only imagine it. You don't. Oh, it's nuts. Okay. No. You don't. <laughs> I mean, there. You don't. I have my daily mix. Like I have, like Spotify gives you like six of them. Sure. And always, like two are just completely off wherever the hell I listened to the podcast last like, last <laughs> yeah. month, and they're yeah. just like Spotify is just like fuck. I don't know. Um, right. I don't know what you listen to anymore. Like, whatever. <laughs> I have a rap. I, 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 it's funny. I have a bunch of them that are that's hilarious. Um, yeah. but so Jesus Freak itself released November twenty first, nineteen ninety five. Uh, fourth studio album, thirteen songs, fifty eight minutes long. Um, it was the first to feature a more grunge feel. Like I was saying before, they went kind of pop rock grunge. Um, yeah. the album was one of the most popular CCM. Uh, contemporary Christian music albums of all time. It debuted at number 16 on the Billboard 200. Six of its 10 singles, which I said basically the whole fucking track was a single, went number one on the Billboard Christian charts, and it won the Grammy for Best Rock Gospel Album in 97. Um, hmm. As with uh, genres, the themes of Jesus Freak varied, ranging from spiritual such as accepting Jesus, hypocrisy and atheism, to social, such as seeking forgiveness from a friend, racism, Facing intolerance and acceptance. It's all over the damn place. Um, album does actually feature two covers, um, which I did not know these were covers. Uh, day to day by day is from the musical Godspell, which is about the book of Matthew, apparently. Um, and In the Light was uh originally by Charlie Peacock. I don't know who Charlie Peacock is, but mm. uh does he's, also feature he's probably very colorful. I'm sure it does actually feature two spoken word snips as well. One from Billy Graham on mind's eye. And then one from Brennan Manning on what if I stumble, uh, Brennan Manning did, um, a different book. It was like the rough, the, the hooligan or ruffian gospel or something silly. Oh, okay. Um, he did that one, but his actual name is super duper long, but he goes by Brennan Manning. Um, I'll be honest. I thought that was George Carlin at first when yeah. I first heard that clip at the beginning <laughs> yeah. of it. But uh... it would be hilarious um, if it was. I mean, I think he'd do it. Um, so, damn, do the whole album was a single. They they pretty much milked this one for everything it had, mm-hmm. um, and released it, remastered it three or four times since '95. Uh, they've they've re-released it on vinyl a couple of times, even recently. Um, I think in 2017, 2018 it was released on vinyl buy the record label because everybody's doing buying vinyl again. So they thought Jesus freak on vinyl. Who knows? Um, will buy it. <laughs> they yeah, probably they always do. Um so it's kind of there's a little backstory on them. Like I said, they're, they're kind of all the place. They're all doing their own thing now. Toby oh. Mac and Michael Tate are two of the bigger Pretty artists oh, still yeah. in CCM music. Mm-hmm. Um Toby Mac's probably one of the biggest artists in CCM music. Especially and as of un- late when his son died. His son passed away uh, unfortunately yeah. That'll have to happen. I didn't go into all that detail on him because it got That's sad. A lot. It is. Um, so but getting out of here, let's go to our favorite tracks here. So uh John, let's start with you. What was your favorite track? Ooh. Uh so I'm gonna I will say that my favorite track actually probably was What If I Stumble. And for 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 I think that the biggest reason is um, I mean, outside of the religious implications of it, even from a, a secular 
perspective. Um, there, there's something to it. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll get a little serious here, I guess, but it's, mm -hmm. it's this whole idea of, and, and, and I, I don't mean to, to say anything about myself to make myself sound braggadocious, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm leading this company now. I, I do have a, a little bit of a, a leadership role in, in the, the local comedy community, right? There's, mm -hmm. um, and there's that pressure, right? That, you know, what if I, what if I screw up? What if I make a mistake? What if I do something terrible or, or dumb even, and everybody sees it? What if I do everything exactly right? And I do everything the way I'm supposed to. And what I'm doing, the project I have still fails, what do you know, what what do I do, and and so it it, it kind of deals with those kinds of themes, and obviously with them it, it deals it with it in a more religious and 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 moral failure type of uh, perspective, um, but I, I I certainly I can certainly relate to those feelings or those those feelings of uh, imposter syndrome or um the, those feelings of you know I mean it that I'm I'm a risk taker right whether that's um, the things that I've, I, I, when I started out in, in comedy, taking risks with the things I've said on stage, maybe, you know, accidentally talking about, you know, lonely Christian pussy on a podcast, you know, whatever the case may be, um, accidentally. You, you know, accidentally, right. You know, you know, and, and will that be okay? Or is that a mistake? Um, or, you know, all, all the way from that to, you know, starting a, a for-profit business and, and, and hoping that that takes off and hoping that we're doing everything right. And, it, you know, and now starting this, this nonprofit that we have, uh, and, and again, going through that and saying, Hey, we're, we're trying, we're hoping we're doing everything right, but, but there's always a chance that something goes wrong and, and it doesn't take off the way we want it to. And, and if that happens, will people look at me differently? And if they do, am I okay with that? Will I be okay? And, 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 because of that, then I, I again, it's just a very relatable song to me to in terms of mm -hmm. just kind of my own introspection on on some of that. So sorry, I went a little deep on that, but uh, oh, you're yeah. good, buddy. But listen, you know that's about as deep as I. That's that's deeper than I get with with. I mean, I can't even get up to you know four and a half five inches with my wife. So we're getting twelve <laughs> inches deep here. Oh, well, you know what happens. It's you know. it's the best of us. I mean, right? It's, yeah, it's a it was a there cold day at the pool. Um, <laughs> exactly all right so brandon what about you what was your favorite track oh man i picked probably the second most popular track on this album um color people in the light oh. um more on that one later right. um i i chose this one uh on the simple fact that i didn't want to pick the title track uh jesus freak um growing up and when i was introduced to this group this was another one of those tracks that that I liked and enjoyed. It was, you know, simple. It talks about how people want to be in uh, the light of Jesus, you know, and as a young teenage, you know, Christian in public school, I was like, yes, this is, how can I be the light of Jesus? Um, but musically, I also think it's one of the better tracks on the album too. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. So great. I think it's a, it's a great track. Yeah. Steve, what about you, bud? I picked Jesus Freak, but for a different reason than it's the title track and it's the most popular one on the album. So I got introduced to DC Talk on accident. Um, I was coming home. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> Best way um, to do it. Yep. Yeah. So I was, it was, I was in Muskegon. I was coming home from football practice one day with friends of mine. We're walking home and this, this little old lady come up to me and she goes, do you guys like hip hop music? And 
uh yeah i guess it was when it, it was the mid 90s like it was like 96 97 about the same time this came out and they were playing at a church not far from where we lived and it was a we got tickets for free they're like you want to go to this concert it's it's gonna be the kids these days are loving hip-hop music and you'll like this okay it's like 85 also packing out this. passing out like little tracks too uh, they gave us food oh okay <laughs> yeah we got food we got we get dinner out of the deal we're like, thought you were homeless okay <laughs> pretty much i mean i was well, playing I mean, full football practice look, and probably yeah look yeah. at him look at and him again <laughs> i i was a heathen it's kind of one of those things yeah but this song they played it and everybody went crazy but the one thing i learned and i started going to youth group after this song for some odd reason what john mentioned to at the cruise with with the old christians down there i found that church girls were hot a lot of mm-hmm. them at least and they didn't know it they were just having fun so um, I I got introduced to DC Talk and I found a youth group with a bunch of girls that were not bad looking. And I'm like, I got free food out of the deal. I'm like, hey. So this Jesus sparks... guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's, 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 he's got, got good, good ideas he's here. He's got good food and got hose. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's, it was it was marketing all, all the way. Right. It, was, it, was, yeah. it was a marketing ploy. I mean, I, I get sucked into worse things now. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> This is what yeah. happened here. I mean, it's same. It's youth group all over again. Yeah, I mean, shit. Churches do it now. Uh, not even a youth group, just a regular church. We'll give you a free lunch. Yeah, we're, tell me more. We're we're not allowed to go to youth group uh, anymore. You and I, Steve, we're a little. They they don't appreciate that, especially for the reasons we were going back then. Um, <laughs> yeah, now it's not a good idea. But uh, but that being said, I, I I definitely understand where you're coming from. Now we got to go to the cruise, apparently. Now we got to go to the cruise, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, all right, we'll figure that out. But the song is not bad, per se. For a, for a Christian rock song, it's not terrible. Um, it is nostalgic. It makes me think of those those times when I was in middle school, uh, early high school. And just, I mean, it's fun to listen to. It was, I, I didn't realize it, like, it was so like hard for like a rock song, for like, a Christian song. It's pretty, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, musically, it's not bad. This is um, the gate. This is the gateway to skillet. Uh huh. No, hundred percent. It is definitely <laughs> the gateway to skillet. God. Oh, oh the, the, skillet. When I was yeah, whatever, fourteen, fifteen. It was these guys, and then skillet, and then uh, who were some of the other hard, the harder um, pillar. Do you remember pillar? Uh, Brandon, okay, you pillar. Remember All right. Pillar came. Pillar came to Cornerstone. Oh, did I they was, really? When I was a freshman. Yeah. Okay. And the, and I that was like. One of my first like Christian concerts that I ever went to, I got, we got in for okay, free because cool. I was a student yeah. and I was like, yeah. And they like, there was, there was a mosh pit. Yeah. Well, they, the they do. They rocked. Like they, yeah. they, 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 they legitimately rocked. I they mean, know how to do it. Right. For sure. I was, I was uh, reminded of them actually earlier today. Cause same thing. I, I listened to the, the album one more time this morning. And then as soon as the album went, uh, finished, it went into like, some pillar songs and then some, Again, some skillet and some, uh, some other folks, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's dude, that's that's nostalgia all over again, man. It was yeah. you know Mo- Mountain Dew, Code Red, and Pillar at you know concert at, at, till eleven o'clock at night, and then staying up with my friends till one o'clock in the morning, yeah, e- eating pizza and talking about girls and Jesus. It, you know, yeah. I mean, that was that was yeah. it. That was fantastic. Good time. Yeah, yeah. I I just think it's it's one of those it's one of those songs if you grew up in the mid nineties and you went to youth group, or whatever you heard this nonstop. It was like, they got this new thing. 
Yeah. Right. Steve, I, so, Steve, I think I'm going to pull some of those, you know, late, late 2000s, early 2010s bands, like rock bands, Christian rock bands for next year for us. Pillar. I like it. So like, I just remember there was there's red. John, do you remember? Yes, red? I remember red. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could technically pull less than Jake was a Christian band. MXPX was a Christian band for a minute yeah, or they two. They were. They yeah. were. Yeah, that's right. Um, um. So was Gunger for a long time. Reliant K. Reliant K. Pod kind of. Pod yeah. was too. Yeah. See, I yeah, always got Pod originally. and Puddle of Mud like mixed. Every <laughs> totally different there. bands. Totally definitely, different. definitely very different bands. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah. no, both yeah. both good. They're all in their own way. They in both have, way. have sure. messages to share. Yeah. Right. But and then the Gaither Gators homecoming little, band. And nothing positive. rocks harder than the Gaithers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> not doing rocks. that again. Ninety-five-year-old Bill. You know, we're not Listen, doing the Gaithers again. That happened it, already one time. Nope. Is yeah. Bill still around, man? Is he? Yes. Still... It, he is. I'm. I'm curious like now. Barker. Just he while we're just you know, he hasn't ninety-nine yet. He hasn't. No, but I'm curious now. So while we're just hanging out here, Bill Gaither is. Well, he's not that old considering, I mean, he's 87, so he's old, but he's considering the fact that Bob Barker just died at 99. Listen, um, I'm going to be honest. I thought Bill Gaither was 87, like 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, he looks like he's 105. Yeah. Right. Also, I saw something that said 20 years ago, I thought was, you know, the, the, the eighties. And then I realized it was 2003. Yeah. Right. No, and it's, it's, it's like, hurtful. Geez. No, I get it. Yeah. It's yeah. It's hurt. You, just because it's true doesn't mean you have to say it, Brandon. I, I think that's the lesson we're learning here today. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. So it is time for our first game, Brandon. It is our time for our first game. It is time. I got, I, I, I've got something, but I don't know if I want to say it. So Steve, Go what are we playing? It. No, what are we playing? No, I, I yours first. It's time for the play of the Jesus freak wang. Wang. All right, guys. So I picked two. Yeah, you did. Um, and I got. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I did the game, so they might not be a completely uh, association of things, but I thought it was funny, so they got this going for me here. All right. So, um, first one. This is a. I'm gonna just give you guys a bit of preference. This. This is a country music reference. We'll just see okay. if you got it. Okay. I want some more of it. Uh, I like it. Love it. Need um, it. N- need it. Yeah. Yep. Whatever the, like yeah. it. Love it. Need it. I was like, I, I, I heard like that. I, I listened to that song I on the uh, in the bulldozer day while I was driving. And I was just like, so hard. yeah. Yep. That's yeah, first thing sure. off my head. Love it. All right. First. Okay. So the next one here. After reading the second track title on the album. Um, like it. Love it. Need it. Nope. <laughs> Um, so help me God. Yes. Oh. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause uh, once again, I was at work, not paying attention to what I was doing. Cause I was trying to work and not crash a bulldozer. Yeah. And that song came out and I went, what the shit? Yeah. Uh, you can't, you can't say that on you. What? In, ni- in 1995, you could. Yeah. No, here's, here's the thing. You I, can't. I do. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that song a little bit, but yeah. I, oh, that's, I, 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 that's, that's my least favorite. I definitely had an encounter with, with that song uh, as well. That's not the point. We'll talk about it later. Um, so 
Uh, that's that's your little promo to stay tuned. Don't uh, don't tune us out yet. You gotta. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was our two. Like it, love it, need it, and so help me God. Now it's time for our least favorites. Uh, Brandon already said what his is, so I'm gonna go with mine first. Okay. I picked um between you and me because Mm -hmm. um it's incredibly bad and it sounds like a Savage Garden remake. (laughs) I forgot about Savage Garden. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the hell? How are you gonna go from like rock music to fucking Savage Garden. Like, what? Yeah, did, what are you right. thinking here? Like, you just left Toby Mac off this one. Like, what did you do? <laughs> the only good member, like, right? Kevin Mac. Kevin Mac was just like, I got this one, guys. Don't worry. We're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna pull some Savage Garden out and just go after it. And so else I just like, no, you don't. What the? Yeah, yeah. Michael Tate's just like this white dude. I tell you, white people. I tell you what. <laughs> Toby Mac's like right. Because <laughs> uh, I think Toby Mac's blacker than Michael Tate, but uh, it kind of worked out. But. uh I just it's such a terrible song. It is the it's the Christian music that I I hate, honestly. Like I don't like CCM music when it's so cliche and stupid. Um What If I Stumble, like you said, is is a decent song. It's not bad. Um and it actually does have some diff, deeper meanings to it. Just between between you and me, like I got either Savage Garden or Dr. Evil and Mini Me. Just the two of us. Like I just, it, <laughs> sure, yeah. It wasn't even. It wasn't even Will Smith version. It was like it was. It was Mike Myers's version, right? Of it. So like I just couldn't do it anymore. So that was my. It was between you and me. Uh, Brandon, let you go. I just. I'll pop the cork, man. Get after it. All right. So my least favorite song on this album is called "Colored People." Um, this, <laughs> this track, like many. What others- was it, Brandon? What was it called? The song on the album is called Colored People. It is my least favorite song on the album. So your least you favorite heard it. People. You heard it here first, uh, folks. Brandon yep. Alberta does not like colored people. <laughs> the song. The song. The song. From the album. Anyway, right. this track, like many others on this album, did not age well. Um, like colored people? There's a lot of colored people that do age well. I'm not going to They lie. do, actually. What the hell is that problem? They man? all look the same age. Like they, not, they all, it's not that they all look the same age, but they don't ever really age. Just keep walking down that path. Let's just keep doing that. That's, this yeah. is going well. This is not going uh, well. All right. I feel like I need to... Let, let me just, for the record, state that I uh, <laughs> I have no... Um, I, I, I don't... Uh, they do not speak for me. Uh, Brandon sure. certainly does not speak for me. Right. Uh, that uh, these no, views, rep- views, rep- views represented here do not reflect. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So this is why Mama can't listen. So yeah. so far, what we know is that Brandon uh, does not like color people, and but they do age think- well, and that he thinks they all look alike. Um, <laughs> so so we're we're doing all right. Brandon, doing, keep going. We're doing well here. I think. Oh my god! Um, what you got? What would you write? Would you write down? So, like I said, these tracks on this album do not age well. Some of them didn't age well because of how the music itself has evolved. This song didn't age well because of the content. Um, Do I understand where they're coming from? Absolutely. They're talking about the human race, no matter the skin color, coming together for the greater good of God's kingdom. This album came out in 1995, and I'm actually kind of shocked that Michael Tate honestly didn't have an issue with this track. Or if he did, I feel like he was clearly shut down by the people around him. Like I'm blasting DC talk right now because I feel like 
Tate should have brought this up. So first of all, I'm pretty sure that Michael Tate doesn't know that he's black. Um, okay. Th- th- but yeah. th- that being said, um, no, I, I, I'm 100 percent uh, with you on this one, Brandon. I, I think that, again, the the idea behind the song is that um, we're we're all the you know we're all the same color spiritually, right? That's the that's the whole it's it, it's, I, it's idea. people tell but, right, and it's people saying, "Oh, I don't see skin color," right? Like skin color but, is not. You know what I mean? But it's heard a that, terrible name for a track. It's absolutely. Who? Yeah, I don't. I I I was listening to this to the album on the way uh, to the gym earlier today, and I for some reason this was one of the last songs out that played before I went inside, and it just the song was in my head, and apparently I was mumbling it out loud without realizing it, and there was a <laughs> a large. Uh, african-american gentleman who uh asked me what the hell i was doing and i said no no, no it's 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 for a podcast and he said i'm sure it is and i said no <laughs> you know um i have black so, friends right no so it was it was fine i mean he only gave me a mild concussion and we're uh we're good you know um yeah. it's an easy way to lose weight right <laughs> exactly uh no so it's so not a not a great song to to listen to to quote to uh state the title of um yeah. not 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 great all around I'm, I'm right with you there on that brandon i i did have a, a different choice for my least favorite but all right um that's because i happen to like color people so what's your least favorite John? um no uh or, Let's see here. So my least favorite was honestly was um, what have we become? And, and the reason for that is because to me, it it takes the worst parts of, of like late 90s, early 2000s music where they try to like tell each verse tells a different story. Mm-hmm. Like P.O.D., for instance, was infamous for this. A lot of their songs did this. Right. And it's each verse tells a different story and each and each story's super meaningful or, or supposed to be anyway, supposed to be super emotional. And it's, but it's really just cliche and, and cheesy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that's that for that reason, I, I, I didn't, uh, I, I was not a fan of the song. I like it. No, I agree. Absolutely. With that with both of you. All right, guys, it is time for the second game of, of the episode. It is time. I, I got nothing for this one either. Uh, it is time for Shatner's poetry slam. All right. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. This is Shatner's Shatner's Poetry Slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Shatner's Poetry Slam. All right, guys. So it is my turn to do this game, Shatner's Poetry Slam. So if you are new to the Notes McGoats podcast, hello. And uh, the Shatner's Poetry Slam is I have taken two tracks from this album. And I'm going to read the lyrics of two songs as monotone, William Shatner-esque as possible. And uh, John and Steve need to try to figure out what track I am speaking. So, all right, guys, here's your first track. Sorrow is a lonely feeling. Oh, that's um, that's um, uh, that's Steve's least favorite track. It's uh, um, 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 between you and me. Between yeah. you and me. Yep. Yeah, nice job. Yeah. All right. Next one. I got something for you, man. Go for a ride. Bombarded by philosophies 
that satisfy the surface, I flee to something deeper. At the risk of seeking purpose, how can I hang in this environmental state oh, of I this. I being this with everything I'm striving for? There's nothing that I'm seeing. That's in in the light. Nope. Nope. Mind's eye. Nope. Won't you take my heart? Won't you take my soul? So help me God. Yes. I the next line, the next three words, I was it was gonna be so good, but I can't do it anymore. Nope. Well, now you can. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go. What, what, what is that? So it was gonna be, you know, won't you take my heart? Won't you take my soul? I was gonna be like, won't well, it's the next line is won't you come? And make me whole again. I was <laughs> so he, it is Cartman. All right, there we go. <laughs> Absolutely, very much so. One hundred percent. So, speaking of Cartman, guys, let's uh, get into our deep cut tracks. So, John, let's start with you, buddy. Uh, what is your deep cut track on this album? Ooh. So for me, uh, it's probably. Let me see if I can pull it up uh, again. I I think yeah, there was so like it, love it. Uh, needed i think is is my deep cut and and the reason for that is i it's got kind of like um like a a punk beach boys vibe to it uh yeah especially starting out right with the the first part of it and i i'd like i like that part of it i think it it just it kind of makes it kind of a fun song kind of a, a different song it's so it's it's one that's not i don't know if they ever released it as a single um not to my knowledge, but yeah, uh, yeah. like one of the one of two songs on this album that never got released as a right, single. Right. Um, but it, I, I feel like it should have been. I feel like it would have done well as a single. I think it, it was a great song. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That's a that's a great song. Um, I actually went with the very last track on this album. I went with "Alas, My Love." Now, if you normally, if you would have, you know because we're we have our streaming services and we see that it's a track you know it it is it's that hidden track right where if you bought the album you wouldn't necessarily know it if you just had it playing on the cd player whatever so that was the one that i picked um but i picked it um i also like to play the game with silent with with secret tracks I like to play the game of how long is the silence before the music starts. Um, so the I actually calculated it. The first 18 seconds of this track are just the guitar fading from the track prior. Then there's two minutes and three seconds exactly is when it finally the track starts. And I watched the time just the whole time because I'm that kind of guy. It's not like I've got kids and I'm married or anything, but I just like <laughs> stared at the timer. Just go. Um this track is more kind of like that spoken word kind of with a yep. musical background noise to it. Um, sounds, sounds like a rock band and an orchestra are kind of accompanying them on this track, which I'm, you know, right. I, I have a, a fondness for orchestras. It's just in, it's in my, it's in my jeans. I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, so, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Not, not to interrupt you, Brandon, no, but, you're but good. I, that was th- it. this, this is, um, yeah, it's not to interrupt you, but I have something more important to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, <laughs> no, I I, 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 I'm glad that you pointed out this. This was a secret track because for like the first two freaking minutes of this song, I thought something had gone wrong with my Spotify account. I, I wasn't sure because I could see it playing. I had forgotten that it was a secret track. I could just see it playing and it's complete silence. And I'm going. I, I thought something had broken. I thought something had. And mm-hmm. so I spent like probably 10 minutes trying to trying to figure out what was wrong with my phone until I realized that 
I just had to move the the player to the middle of the song and it would work. Yeah. So um I hated this song for that reason. But I, I understand where you're coming from and I appreciate it. Absolutely. For sure. All right, Steve. What is your deep cut track of this album? So I was gonna because we usually call this a deep cut or a dark horse. I was gonna pick color people, but you know, kind of can't go there now. Um <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Steve. I'm just trying to help you out. No, listen, we're gonna ride the we're gonna ride that train until it until it falls off, huh? Oh yes, that's that's definitely gonna happen. Um I actually (laughs) did pick John's favorite track, What If I Stumble. Um and it's it is because I I, about everything John said as a you know, being in charge of something, owning something, being like not only like are you responsible for yourself for your family but now you have a reputation to uphold where you own a business and you have to do things not only as my wife and i own the hot dog cart which i mean doesn't say much but it is it is a business um mm-hmm. we're Absolutely. also doing a lot of things in the public eye with the podcast with our own <laughs> personal stuff promoting events for different groups and different people so like it, i have those like moments of I'm going to fuck this up. Like, I'm going to do something stupid. I'm going to say something stupid, which generally will happen anyway. And <laughs> it's going to be one of those things where you just like, can't come back from it. Plus we live in a small town. I know you do as you do as well, John. So it's like, right. you're in a small town and you say something dumb and it gets taken the wrong way and you're done. Like you don't do anything anymore. Right. And it's, it's interesting because things are building for the podcast. They're building for us and our public sphere of things. Um, and I have that I wouldn't necessarily say fear, but like apprehension of of trying not to censor myself because it's not who I am, but also at the same time like really thinking twice about what I do, what right. I say, and what goes on it, there publicly. So for for sure. And it's it's about I mean, you put the safeguards in place, right? And mm-hmm. and all you can do is your best and and so like i mean like i said and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about this more in a, in a little bit, but like we've got the the nonprofit that we're launching here, right? Mm-hmm. I, I and and my team we're working eighty hours a week, right, to to get this launched, and we're we're very excited about it. We're very happy about it, but we also know that it that at the end of the day, we can put all the work we need to. We can cross all our T's, dot all our eyes, and and if the one thing just doesn't go our way, you know, we we may not be successful, and that's the that's the the risk with with any business, right? So so it's not for me. It's not even just about making sure that I'm spotless in my in my presentation or that you know because I'm, I'm the same with, with with you steve like i'm I'm gonna screw up i'm gonna make mistakes and i'm gonna be i'm gonna have to be okay with that um i've made a few of them on this podcast tonight uh but uh you know but as as long as we can be okay with making mistakes and okay with knowing that failure is possible i i i I was talking with somebody about this the other day. It's it's, it's fascinating to me that risk taking in our society is only considered uh, a, a positive if it works out. It's only celebrated if it works out. If if you take a risk and you fail, you don't get celebrated. And 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 I think that's wrong. I, I think that's that's. Um, I think that's that's the incorrect way to go about it because if you take a risk, you're already, in my eyes, more successful than 99% of uh, any any other person, you know, because you're willing to take the risk and 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 willing to 
risk failure, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, and on um, that too, like I can, I can announce here on the podcast yeah. is because, you know, we've been talking about the hot dog car all summer and it took us just under three months to become um, completely paid off and debt free. Nice. So like we have covered all the debt, the startup cost and all of our inventory and nice. the card itself and everything. Yeah. And we're expanding. We're starting to more and more into Grand Rapids. We're going to move into Kalamazoo hopefully next spring. Um, nice, so there's dude. there's some cool things that are happening that we looked at the the account, the accounting software the other day. And we're like, holy shit, we're in the black. Like, yeah, that's that always was a not nice expected. feeling, isn't it? <laughs> it was a great feeling to have, like to know that we can pay off all the credit card and pay off everything. We, were, we right. had a payment plan. We we're going to pay it off over time. And I'm just like, we can dump eight thousand dollars on something right now like holy right. shit mm-hmm. um it's it was a feeling. it was a beautiful feeling and also like scary like how i made that much money that quickly holy cow right. and you don't think about it but it is what it is it's it is it was it's still fun that's the big thing here's right. why we're doing so much and the best thing about that and um i'm gonna leave my final thoughts here but i want to make sure i get this on there because i might have to take off in a second but by having that cart paid off and by having all of our debt paid off, we're able to help more people and more right. nonprofits, which is why we have become a sponsor for Peach Pit Comedy Club. Right. right. Um, not only our podcast is is sp- sponsoring every single you know month, we send you some money to help with the with and the, we appreciate everything out <laughs> yes. there. But we also the hot dog cart has sponsored. We're going to sponsor a part of the weekend and help out with there as well. Yeah, so sponsoring our uh, October weekend, I believe. Yep. So, so. we're we're going to just kind of lean in, lean into you guys and help out. We want to help more nonprofits as mm-hmm. as our kind of we we grow as a company and as people we don't we know the pie is big enough for everyone to eat and we're not trying to take it all for ourselves so absolutely the biggest thing here i'm gonna wrap it my final thoughts you missed the part about saying you know instead of a pie you should have done a hot dog but whatever Nah, it's a pie because i (laughs) i i love partnering with small other small businesses and nonprofits, man yeah and to see them like to to have like a brick and mortar business like look at me and i know you guys aren't brick and mortar you're kind of what you are but but a brick and mortar look at me and go I'll just kick you back 15% of what we make. And they're just like, well, why? I was like, cause you're letting me set up here for free. Like, right. I don't like, I'm not here to take all this money for me. It's I want to help you guys too. Cause it's right. We, we, that you'll have you come back and I can do it again. I don't care. Right. But it's, it's kind of one of those things. Now this album, it's nostalgic and it's weird that it's nostalgic. Uh, I didn't realize when I first listened to so help me God. And that first like opening guitar riff came on, I was like, wow. It's a lot harder than I remember. Like, mm-hmm. what the shit? Like, way to go, guys. Transfers back. Yeah, and then it got into more of the Savage Garden stuff. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? Like, the music was so <laughs> off. the It was so off the rails here. As a CCM artist, a CCM album, it's not right. terrible. There are, they do push the boundaries sometimes way over the line of you get the ouch moments. You don't get many ouch moments in CCM music, looking back at things. Michael W. Smith isn't going extra racist or anything like that, you know? Right. You're not you're not getting the right. the the racist overtones on these other albums, but they have I a mean, black guy, so they can get away with it. it listen, if Amy Grant, obviously, as we know, is a huge closet racist, 100%. Um, but uh, that's maybe that's maybe maybe a little too inside baseball for most people. But I don't know. But <laughs> um, she's hanging out with Bill Gaither right now. They're in the South, going after people. I'm telling you right now. That's right. It happens. So it's just, but. <laughs> having that like kind of the 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 
memories are popping up. Bill Gaither is 127 years old. Like, yeah, and he, he, there's no way he's not racist. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, he I probably I still know. he probably still does have people that he owns somewhere, and it's the <laughs> right. and it's the guys in the band that are with him. Right. Um, <laughs> he does own them. I think one of those guys is black too, which is terrible. Um, oh it's just kind of one of those things. I went there. It happens. But I agree with Brandon. A lot of these tracks are reprehensible. They're not. You're not coming back from them. So. For me, rating-wise, music, for being in the mid-90s, it's not bad. Lyrics and delivery, it's not bad. This is this reminds me of like when you ask your parents like to go get McDonald's, and they say, oh, no, we have food at home. This is like when you tell your mom, I want to get that Tupac CD. No, we have hip-hop at home. Here's some DC talk. <laughs> um, that that was the mid- Midwest mom uh, idea of, of yeah. what was good music back in the day. Brandon's oh, mom. There yeah. was... Oh, who was um and Brandon, you might remember this. Uh okay. there was what was his name? Uh, he was he was a white rapper, Christian rapper, like in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, he was like he was trying to be like Christian Eminem. Um mm-hmm. uh oh K K K J five two. Do you remember him? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember how awful that was? But, yes. I, but you know, I mean, he was he was going to be he was legitimately as Steve, you check him out too. KJ52 was his name. And he was um, he was Christian Eminem. That was his whole selling point. Um, sound, he like he did an Eminem impression, sounded just like him. Um, I think he even ripped off a couple of his songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm not trying to derail no. the conversation, but you just no, uh, you made good. me think of. <laughs> you are good. Was... You are good. So Steve had to get rocking, but uh, he wanted me to tell you that he gave his rating a five out of 10. Gotcha. Fair enough. Absolutely. So um, John, what about you, man? What are your, what are your final thoughts on this one? Um, I mean, with the exception of like one or two tracks that are just kind of irredeemable. Yeah. um, I, I would, I honestly think for the most part, the, the album holds up for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, you can't, you can't put an expectation on the album of anything more than, more than hey, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mid nineties hip hop rock album with Christian overtones mm-hmm. for what it is. I, I, I think there's a reason they're the most popular CCM artists of all time. Right. And that's because yeah. they were the best to do it. You, you know, mm-hmm. whether, whether that, whether or not that's your style of music, whether or not that's your your uh, taste they were still the best to do it uh so i i would uh, again because of a couple of tracks that are just again irredeemable I, I would give it probably a nine out of ten um but other than that i think it was a pretty solid album okay all right um for me i i i, I was i mean i get it i i i was pretty but i was pretty disappointed that this album sounded the way that it did sure <laughs> right. um maybe i should have tried harder to get back to 1995 or when I first heard it in like, I don't know, Oh two, Oh three, maybe. Sure. Yeah. You get your um, ass wash jeans and. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> you know, I think there's, I think, I mean, we've talked about it. This, they, they were edgy for the Christian world. And I yeah. think that's what I kind of was drawn to because of my upbringing, which then led me down the hole to like Creed. And sure. then, Reliant K and then Skillet yeah. and then man you are rebel. and now look at me I'm just right. 
just <laughs> off the rails, off, off the, rails. the rails. But I mean, if you look at 1995, I mean, you've got guys, you know, right. Rich Mullins, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and then right. you got like DC Talk, DC who's Talk. just who who then is geared toward the the teenagers, the kids, the the right. you know whatever. Right. I, I I don't know some of these songs, obviously, you know, and I think that if if and when they do get together mm. as a trio. I'm sure they're very intentional about songs that they do or don't do sure. um, based on the fact that they should be smart enough to understand the at world point, as it is right. evol- at the evolution of the world. But, um, but I, yeah, by the way, just, just a quick side note. No, you're uh, good, R- bud. Yeah, Rich Mullins totally still holds up for the record. I mean, you're not wrong. He, he totally still holds up. And I'm I am just not trying being to think facetious of people. or sarcastic. No, no, not at all. But like, I'm as I was typing out my notes, I'm like, who did I listen to in the 90s? And it's like Rich Mullins and Stephen Curtis Chapman. Like right. those were. That was, it was them. Those and, were it. and Amy Grant, who Amy, I'm sorry, I called you a racist. I don't actually believe that. I don't think that's true. Um, Could be. Who knows? We don't know, right. but uh, was she the one? Uh, again, I'm I'm getting sidetracked. Was she You're the fine. one that that uh, had had the affair and had the whole divorce and all that? Or I think of somebody else. No, I. Th- um, you might be. That might be right. Yeah, I, I get her and Faith Hill mixed up a lot, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. But like, I don't think that Faith the- Hill is Faith Hill's been with Tim McGraw for like ever, for like so. forever. Yeah, no, but uh, no, yeah. it's. I think it was. It was Amy Grant. I think and, so. And I remember even even in whatever it was, 97, 98, I would have been 10 or 11 years old. I remember looking at Amy Grant, hearing that story and going, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, I get it. I mean, I, you know, even even at 10 or 11, I was going, eh, she's hot to try. You know, I get it. Right. Uh, you know, but for sure. Not, for sure. Not that it was okay. Not that it no. was, I'm not condoning it, but uh, just yep. saying I understand it. For sure. For sure. I will say with this band, I think individually, these guys are a lot better than they are as a group. Yeah, I do think for the time being, the time nineteen ninety five till two thousand two, they they rode their lane. They knew what they were doing. Um, so, here's here's my question though: is is were they better individually than as a group because of the way they've matured as artists, or, or like if they were to come back together as a group now and record a new album? Yeah. Do you think they they could do a new album? Because they haven't released an actual new album. What twenty some a years, long time. twenty three years, something like yeah. that. Um, so if they were to come out with a, a new album, new songs, all of that, do you think they would have matured as artists enough to be good as a group again? I think I I think so. I think that individually, you know, Michael has gone his kind of Christian pop rock route. Toby has gone the rap route and Kevin just kind of is Kevin. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like And Kevin, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like the Jonas brothers. Everyone's like, and Kevin, Kevin, you know, but, but I think, you know, they, they have matured. I think Toby's a great rapper. I think Michael's a great musician in and of himself coming together. I think if they use their strengths and, Mm -hmm. and build off of that and don't, because I feel like a lot of this album, they're kind of stepping on each other sometimes. Right. I That's think fair. that I think that with if the if DC Talk came back and did another album, they would let Michael do a full track. Maybe right. Toby would then do a verse, sure. you know, or then they would it would still be DC Talk, but it would be more cohesive. Right. It's it's 
it it would be interesting to see if they even could get back together because I know Kevin Max got super liberal with his Christianity, which again I'm I'm not uh, yeah. saying that's bad bad or you, good or, yeah. or whatever it is what you it do is. You man, you do you. And then um, Tate Michael Tate got super like Trumpy, like he got super. Oh yeah. You know, so it's so which again, again, I'm not saying that's good or bad to or indifferent. Just to each their own. Do it, you know, do you boo? But, um, I, I just, I would be interesting to see if they could even still could work together, just because of the right. how different they've the different paths they've gone. For sure. I mean, I think at this point, why try it? You know, just keep riding your own lane. Let's come together if we're all together for like if we have an opportunity. If so, uh, like if Newsboys sure. is on tour. Or if you know Toby goes on tour, like right. bring in, bring these guys in for a song or two for for for, G- yeah. for for Jesus freaking in the light or whatever, you know, like right, right, a couple um, of those. No, but I, I, I really, I, I'm gonna say this and and advocate for this now. I want them to release a new album, and I and I think I think I want to see what that would would sound like. I, I would yeah. be interested. So, uh, Toby Mac, Kevin Max, Michael Tate, if you're listening release a new album please i'm begging you i would love to just the the 90s fanboy in me would uh eat that ish up immediately yeah absolutely 100 percent. so uh for me i actually yes. gave this one a three out of ten really I just i you, just you couldn't you couldn't do I it i couldn't do it i don't to me it was just it was just too clunky overall yeah like there okay. really wasn't there was a flow, but there wasn't all at the same time. Like, I don't know. It just I couldn't nope. I'm with you. And I, I think, yeah, certainly if, if we're evaluating it from 2023 standards, and maybe and maybe that's what I'm doing. The, the, is I'm you know, then, then I'm, I'm right there that then I'm right there with you. I think from 2023, if they released this album yeah. in in uh, August of 23 or, or September of 23, when this releases. Right. Um then you're right. Absolutely. It's a trash album. I, I think for what it was, when it was released, they did very well with it. And and again, with the exception of one or two tracks that were uh, uh, unfortunately just, yeah. Um, just not. Uh, All right. Maybe I'll boost yeah. it to like a five and a half. Okay. I'll, we'll, we'll take we'll, that. That's we'll boost. I'll boost it up a little bit. That's that's give, 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 give a little yeah. bit of, yeah bump that's it, so. 50 55 and if my uh high school math grades are any indication that's passing so absolutely 100 um, we're gonna go with that so absolutely i love it so john this go. this uh episode i mean it's already dropped now but uh we're recording prior to that obviously because you know we're smart um <laughs> right this this episode drops uh on uh the 5th of okay. september um Excellent. so um couple next week tuesday actually from when we're, when we're recording so nice yeah absolutely so what uh what kind of things uh you kind of alluded to it earlier so what kind sure. of things uh it, are you doing I, is peach pit doing what do you guys got coming up yeah so so peach pit comedy club is the the new nonprofit that we are launching in kalamazoo uh the the basic premise of it the basic mission of is it of it is that we are using uh, stand-up comedy as a fundraising tool for other nonprofits in the area. So every weekend we bring in a different headliner, and uh, and then uh, every weekend that we have a headliner, we also feature a different charity. And then 100% of the ticket proceeds from that uh, weekend go to whatever charity we're featuring. So if tickets are $20, you know, $20 goes to 
that charity. So our launch weekend is this weekend that it's September 8th and 9th. Um, we are, we've got our headliners, Mike Jeter, who's a, who's a Detroit area comic. Um, so he's funny. a hilarious guy. He's been uh, on comedy central. He's worked with Kevin Hart. He's um, he's given an, a Ted talk. Like I'm one of the OG uh, Ted talk stages. Yeah. Um, you know, not one of these wimpy little TEDx, whatever. No, he's, he's done legitimate Ted talk. Ted yeah. talk. Uh, so he's, he's a cool guy. F- funny as all get out. Um, and then our, our charity that we're sponsoring this weekend or featuring this weekend rather is uh, Kalamazoo Loaves and Fishes. Um, so they're a food bank in the Kalamazoo area, or I should clarify our, our club is in Kalamazoo. Let me just be yeah. clear about that. Um, but Kalamazoo Loaves and Fishes, they, they serve about 700 people a day or 700 wow. meals a day rather. Wow. Um, because of, I will say this because of their, um, their purchasing power because they're a larger organization. Um, they, they can get their, and because of their connections, they, they can get their meals for about 50 or 60 cents per meal on average. Right. Um, if we sell this uh, weekend out, mm-hmm. I will raise in ticket sales alone about $4,000. Wow. Uh, so $4,000 at 50 or 60 cents a meal, that's 8,000 meals that we've, that we've then helped them. That's fantastic. Cover, essentially, right? So um, it's it's an incredible opportunity. Um, I, I would absolutely encourage any of your listeners to come out and buy tickets. Uh, it's peachpitcomedyclub.org slash ticks, T-I-X. Okay. Um, and uh, you can we've got uh, one sh- show on Friday, an 8 o'clock show on Friday, got two shows on Saturday. We've got a 7 p.m. show and a late night show, a 9.30 show p.m. Uh, on, on Saturday. Uh Saturday night rather. So if you want to come out and get drunk and, and have a late night with us, we'll have, we'll have a party after we, after nice. we uh, finished launching, um, we'll have a good time. And, and again, you're, you're going to have, you will have a good time. There's that's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Joe Elder hosting. We've got Elena Gonzalez featuring you. Even if you don't know those names, just know that they are some of the funniest people, uh, in the Midwest Absolutely. working right now. So uh, you'll have a great time. You're going to be supporting a great cause. And uh, we'd love to see you there again, September 8th and 9th, peachpitcomedyclub.org slash ticks, T-I-X. Is there um, any place is, is going to the the website too, where they can find you people on, find you yes. guys on social media? Yep, absolutely. So you can find us uh, right now. We're just on Facebook and Instagram, uh, but it's just at Peach Pit Comedy Club on okay. both Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. John, thanks for coming and hanging out with us tonight, man. Talking about thank, DC talk. Thank you so much for having me. It, it has truly uh, been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely, buddy. All right, guys. Well, this has been the Notes My Goats podcast. Go check out uh, John and what they're doing over there at Peach Pit Comedy Club. If you have the opportunity, buy those tickets. Go see the shows this weekend. It's it's going to be great. I will, I will also vouch that all of these comics are phenomenal. You're going to have a good time. Get yourself drunk and uh, give them some money. So with that, guys, um, we love you, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Notes My Goats. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats.